the last Sunday of 2023. How many of you ready for 2024? Say goodbye to 2023. Say bye-bye. Shake it off like Taylor Swift did. Um, 2023, just get it off. Like now it's time for 2024. Sorry, I made a, I made a Swifty um, reference. That's why I'm here. So for this message this morning, we decided to make it um, like our podcast that we do and make it a live podcast. Um, we're kind of following the LP, um, Youth Ministry Setting Some Trends. They do a live podcast every month, and um, they talk about how awesome it is. So hopefully this one's just as good as the LP. I don't know, Jody. How do you feel? I don't think I'm quite as entertaining as Felix is, but I'll give it a whirl. That's why I'm here. I'm the entertainment. (laughs) Great. But um, we want to talk about some highlights from 2023, um, and we're not going to get into too many details. If you want to know some details, just come talk to us. Um, But some highlights from 2023, your opinion. Well, you know, as we're obviously looking forward to 2024, you kind of got to look at, you know, 2023, what did God do for us? And and so so we were just kind of looking over some of the data and some of the highlights. One of the things that I celebrate the most is counting who we baptized this morning. At Victory this year, we baptized an even 100 people. Isn't that cool? That's awesome. That's great. Well, last year was 61. Yeah, last year was 61, and we were excited about that. But this year, we hit 100. So that's 100 people who've committed their life to the Lord. And of all the things we do, I mean, come on, there's just nothing better than that. Amen. Nothing and better. so that was great. Yeah. Um, um, let, me, let me mention this, because I don't see it in your notes, but... Man, we've been having tons of healing testimonies. Yeah, God's really been doing, first of all, our prayer team has stepped it up. Yeah. Our prayer team is really, they're really training, and these ladies and gentlemen are, are um, spending time praying for you and developing the, their faith, and, and uh, so we've been seeing some great things happen at the altar this year, so that's, that's been a real highlight. And a little teaser, um, you're going to start hearing some stories of some of these. We already filmed one over the holidays, and we'll air that pretty soon, maybe even next Sunday, so you can see um, cancer just gone like that. And so we filmed it. So you're going to be hearing a lot more testimonies in 2024. Yeah. Why, why do you think testimonies are so important to the body of Christ? I think it builds our faith. I mean, some of us don't even know to believe for healing. Or maybe we just think you just kind of throw a prayer up at God and, you know, just whatever he decides to do. Um, but anyway, uh, testimonies build our faith and help us understand. I believe our health has been redeemed just as, as in the same way that our sin has been redeemed, yeah. our health has been redeemed by the work of That's Jesus. Right. That's right. So, but some other great things that happened this year, uh, we grew, we've been growing steadily over the last umpteen years. Uh, this year we grew by 18% as a church. So, I mean, that's Amazing. a, that's a huge thing. So we're, we're celebrating that. Uh, the LP has grown. I tell you, I just give it up for our LP and our whole student staff and everybody who serves there. Um, yeah. they're averaging about 120, uh, this year and, uh, so much. So it's amazing if you dangle the carrot of, we'll build you a new building, <laughs> they just show up out of the woodwork. And so, um, so they've been doing good. Our giving's been great this year. Right. Um, we've got, um, I think our averages are what we've got 84% of our church are yes. givers. And so that's huge. And so, uh, 84% of our body contributes financially. Yeah. Um, Hey, back to the LP. I do want to give a shout out to, um, I don't know if some of you know this, but we do have a Bible study every Wednesday night with pastor Larry, our founding pastor. And, um, they've always met in the coffee shop. Well, when the LP outgrew Kidmo, Um, They had to take over this facility and that group was so willing to give up their space and go into the conference room for our young people. So props to Pastor Larry's Bible study. Thank you so much for being willing to do that for our youth. 
I know Pastor Felix really appreciates it. So. And that age group is so flexible. Yeah. You know. <laughs> you were the entertainment. Good right, job, yeah, Jim. Yeah. Proud of you. Yeah. Proud of you. you got some laughs. That was good. Yeah. It's so good. No, and so uh, any, anyway, 2023 has been a great year. Easter was huge for us. Easter was um, big. If you had to park across if, the street, yeah, if you, you know. were here, we had to have people parking across the street. I think we were over 1,100. Over 1,100 uh, on for campus. Easter. Yeah. But then, honestly, this summer, congratulations as a church. We we started hitting a thousand every week this summer. Um, a thousand people on campus as a church. And that's the first time we'd ever done that. And so that was, uh, that was really exciting that we weren't doing anything special. It was just our average services yeah. in the summer. Um, and then we moved thousand. in, then we moved into the level up campaign. Yeah. And that, that forced us because we really, a thousand people on this campus really doesn't work. Honestly, parking's, parking's our biggest limiting factor. And so, uh, how many of you would say amen when we get close to a thousand parking gets uh, interesting here as a church, but it forced us into our level up campaign throughout the summer. Uh, we were, um, improving, taking the, getting to the next level on our facilities, uh, getting to the next level on our volunteers and our servant leaders. We really killed it on this. I mean, we've got over 300 people serving here at victory. There's 300 men and women who serve you on a weekly basis. Can, can you just let them yeah. know you appreciate the fact that they, yeah. And you, the cool thing about that so the national average, I'm a data guy, if you don't know me, I like facts and figures, analytics. The analytics about serving in church has went down. It used to be like 44% of your church served. Well, the last three years, the average has been 24%. 2022, here's a little negative, we were at 16%, so we were wow. below national average. 2023, 34%. So 10% more than the national average, you guys are willing to serve. So awesome. thank you so much. Yeah, that was great. And um, because, and we needed that because what we felt like the Lord was leading us to two services. And so we launched two services in the fall. Uh, Victory is really an anomaly when it comes to church statistics. Um, most churches in the summer, if you kind of follow their, the data, the summer months are the time when people don't come to churches much. Can you tell me why, please? You don't come. Uh, anyway, so most, a lot of times people, you know, they're on vacation and they're doing different things. And so church attendance drops off at victory. We spike in the summer. And so in the summer we were, we were hitting a thousand every week. And so, um, then we started two services in the fall and in victories for some reason, the rhythm of victory in the fall is when we, our numbers tend to drop a little bit during the holidays and stuff. And then they start building back up again in March. And so we started two services. Um, that was a, that was a blessing. It takes a lot of work, uh, from our servant leaders to pull off two services. And so we appreciate the men and women who served, um, you guys in, in the way of helping us accomplish two services. And so, um, um, you know, that, that was something that we needed as a church and we'll be starting that again. Uh, I don't know if we were going to talk about this right now, Let's but, just drop it. um, one of the things we've decided to do is that we are going to continue with one service, uh, beginning this year. So next week, we'll once again only have one service. But everybody, please look, look at me and pay real close attention. It's going to be at 10 o'clock. Now, you're welcome <laughs> to show up at 9. We had a boo. <laughs> That's awesome. Can we hear a boo from everybody who would rather have church at, at 9 o'clock? <laughs> right, yeah. 
<laughs> the rest of y'all, the rest of you like to sleep in too much, you know. I Jody's can't... like a 6 a.m. Who wants a 6 a.m. Like, church? I'm, Jody's like, here. Let's do this thing. Y'all say that for like one week, and then yeah. after that, it'll be like, yeah, then Jody's, Jody's up preaching. here by himself, yeah. <laughs> live stream. Everybody's yeah. going to watch 6 a.m. live stream. Uh, that's so, awesome. uh, one, so as a church, like I said, because of the, the way our numbers work, we're going to go ahead and stick with one service. Um, beginning next week, though, it'll be at 10 o'clock. So, show, and again, if you show up here at nine, we got coffee. Just <laughs> no, we'll put you to work. We'll that's you'll right. be a, you'll become for, a servant leader. It's time for the the huddle. That's you can, right. You can yeah, catch we'll the throw huddle. you right in the huddle, and then you'll be working before it <laughs> yeah. goes. Um, but then in in the spring, as our numbers start climbing again, we'll roll back into our two services. We just don't want to cause our servant leaders to expend that energy if it's not necessary. As far as real estate you know, how many people we can fit here. Right. So that's something we'll be doing. And, um, and uh, when, one of the numbers that we didn't talk about was our live stream, our live stream numbers online. Yeah. yeah. It, we'd had 18% growth and like here, like people in attendance, but online we went from 400 to sometimes hitting a thousand online watching us. And wow. so, so that's pretty amazing. And I'm terrible at recognizing them. Hey, to our online audience, good morning. <laughs> Can we tell everybody here? Good morning, everybody. Right? Good yeah. morning. Yeah, Welcome. we're so glad you're you're part Watching of Watching from India. Hello. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, yeah, that's that's been great. That's that's been a that's been fruitful, you know, because yeah. it takes a lot of energy and effort and money and stuff to put this stuff out there. And there's guys hidden in back rooms doing stuff on computers to make it work. Um, and so we appreciate those. So who, shout out to Mr. Greg in the broadcast yeah, room. Yeah. Right Can now. we let them know how much we appreciate yeah. Mr. Greg? And those guys who serve back there. Yeah, and um, our our camera people, thank you so much. You never get to see what they do until we do baptisms. Then yeah. you actually get to see the camera shots online. How I about mean, those pictures on the LED walls? Isn't that awesome of yeah. baptisms? Like watching yeah. that happen. That's unbelievable. That's so good. So. All right, so enough about those. Uh, any more highlights you want to hit? No, I think that's it. I think that's, that's it. If you want, we have tons of details in those. If you want, yeah. To if know you more. want to come ask us anything, we'll we'll answer questions for you. If you want to know any more details about 2023. All right, so let's talk about um, the church. Uh, with people, you know, we know that a good church attender now, oh gosh, Pastor Larry, hold your ears. Um, a, a great church attender attends church once a month is what the data shows. I still wouldn't call that a great church attender. I don't care what data calls them. <laughs> An average church attender, and we're not supposed to be average. All right, yeah, I get what you're right. saying. Yeah. Good job. You can beat the sheep right now if you want to. <laughs> I'll bring the entertainment. Um, but what is the point of church and gathering together scripturally? Well, you know, I, when I'm, I do a lot of counseling and, and, you know, when you're helping people, um, with their life and especially in spiritual matters and stuff, I always ask, you know, Hey, do you think you ought to go to church? Well, of course they're talking to a pastor. So they're like, <laughs> yes, you know, I always get that. Nobody has said, no, you know, I really, um, so they're always, yes. But then I always stump them with this question. I'm like, why? And they're like, uh, because my grandma, uh, or what are you just supposed to, you know? And, but I don't think we ever thought about really why. What is there value in the church? Not just our church, but is there value in the church? And to that, I would give a resounding yes. Church is full of people, and people are messy. How many of you at some point in your life have been a hypocrite? No, mm. let me ask it again. So we can, how many of you have been hypocritical? All right, so the church is full of people. It's full of hypocrites. A lot of people use that as a reason not to go to church. Yeah. No, listen, we're all on our journey. 
And he is the author and the finisher yeah. of our faith. And he's at, I'm, I'm, I'm just wearing an under construction sign, right? He's just working in my life. And so, but the church has a lot of value. Yeah. And the Bible says when we become born again, the spirit, the Holy Spirit baptizes us into the body of Christ. Yeah. So if you were a believer, you have been baptized by the Holy Spirit into the body of Christ. You are part of this thing, whether you want to be or not. You're part of it. And so when we come together as the church, uh, first of all, it gives us a community. These are imperfect people around us, but they're all at least in some way heading in the same direction I'm trying to go. Yeah. I tell people in every crowd, there's a current. You know, in every river, there's a current. You get in that river and that current's gonna move you in a direction. In every crowd, there's a current. And I always say it this way and it gets a laugh. Down at Cowboys, there's a current. Last night at Cowboys, tonight at Cowboys, there's going to be a current, right? So whenever you get in, a, in the church, there's a current in here. Yeah. And what it is of people generally trying to move in the direction you're trying to move. And I don't want to have to swim upstream in the church. I want to be with the current of people who are trying to move in the same direction. So there's community and connection right. in the church, um, the Bible says our job, the book of Ephesians tells us that our job is to equip the church for the work of the ministry. Our job is not just to do ministry, it's to equip you to do ministry. And so that's part of the value of the church is you get equipped and so that you can go do ministry. Right. And then lastly, as a church, it is our job as the church to be fruitful in that world that we live in. It is our job to minister. I, God has got something for each one of us to accomplish. God has put a gifting and a talent right. and an anointing and a calling on your life. I don't know what it is, and it, and it could be various things, but every one of us are called to contribute yeah. to his kingdom work on this planet. Mm -hmm. And that's part of the benefit of being part of a church, yeah. that we get surrounded by people, we get equipped to do ministry and then we move out into our world bringing his kingdom. Can you imagine if like, if you added the total number of people at churches, just then let's just say sulfur, if everybody left their church on Sunday morning, fully equipped, fully in the Holy Spirit and go into the world, I guarantee in the population of sulfur, church attendance is over the national average. Yeah. National average is 48%. I guarantee in Bible Belt, it's like 75 to 80%. Imagine 80% of the population actually getting equipped to do the Great Commission, to go into the world. Imagine the change yeah. that would happen. Yeah. Instead of just relying on pastors right. to do the work. Yeah. No, it would change things radically. It would change it. And I, most of us are equipped. We're just not motivated. Ooh. We have the equipment. We just don't have the want to. Say it again for the people in the back. I didn't hear you, but say it again for people in the back. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Speaking, yeah. I couldn't hear me. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> right. Yeah. Can you say that in my good ear. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Motivation. Why? Why yeah. are we doing it? So. Yeah. So the church has has value. It really does. Yeah. And so I encourage you to, even if you're not part of this church, make make the church part of your priority. I mean, go and and worship the Lord. I mean, I love worshiping by myself. I don't need you to worship. But boy, when we get to, how about this morning, like when we're together as the body of Christ worshiping, yeah. isn't that powerful? There's just yeah. something there.
So anyway. Now, what about, how does this apply to our church here at Victory or a local church in general? Well, I think it's important for every church to know their specific identity, their specific calling. We call it our assignment. Um, you know, people used to talk about church vision a lot, and I love vision, but I, I don't know the way my mind works. I feel like the church, we have an assignment. And in other words, God told us to do something. How many of you work for somebody? When they tell you to do something, you better do it, right? And I just feel like that should be our approach, is that God, the one who saved us, he's not just our Savior, he's our Lord, and he's given us an assignment. Our assignment here at Victory is, here's, here's the phrase we use, every believer a disciple. In other words, we don't want just people just even being born again or joining the church. That's the first step is being born again and then join the church, yes, but then to be discipled. The word disciple means learner. And so it's this idea that we're growing in our faith. We're not just, we don't just a one and done thing and then we call ourselves a Christian and we continue in the life that we live. No, our life ought to change. Our thoughts ought to change. Our mind ought to be renewed. Our priorities ought to shift. Our our habits ought to change. Everything should change. And so that's why we say we are a discipleship church. Our little phrase, our assignment is every believer a disciple. Yeah, and then we have our four values that go right with that. And so what happened in 2016, 2015, we, uh, through prayer, what does the disciple look like? If every believer, if we're looking for every church attender, every, believe, every believer who says yes to Jesus to be a disciple, what are some things in their life that are supposed to be there? And that's where we come up with our four values. Yeah, and, and our four core values, um, there are growth. In other words, we think a disciple grows, spiritual growth. So we want you to grow. Uh, worship. A disciple ought to know, understand worship, understand what it is to worship the Lord. Our, one of our, our third value is community, that the body of Christ, mm-hmm. the disciples, we live in community. And lastly, mission, that we live a missional life. There's something that my life should accomplish for the kingdom of God. So our assignment is every believer, a disciple. Our core values are growth, worship, uh, community, and then mission. Yeah. And so for our church, there's, there's kind of, there's two ways to go about discipleship in churches and in our culture, which is you have program-based, right. which I grew up in a program-based church. Um, some of you did too, where, you know, it's a Sunday school where it's these classes that you go to, or you can have organic where you're discipling people organically. And so we find ourselves s- stuck in the middle of those two thoughts going, we need some program-based discipleship that everybody can be a part of, but we also need you to be the church. Absolutely. And, and the way I'm going to explain this is whenever I got saved, I had two people, um, a guy named Jason and a, and a girl named Tracy, who two days after I gave my life to the Lord, I'm in a Bible study with them. But after the Bible study or before, I can remember which one, I'm on the floor with my brand new Bible I bought at the Sunshine Shop not knowing how to read it. And those two people literally, I'm, I'm on the floor laying down in this living room and they lay beside me and teach me how to read the Bible. And I didn't even know you could write in the Holy Bible. Hmm. I thought it was illegal. Right. I thought like hellfire was gonna get me. And they taught me how to underline and when do you underline? When do you highlight and how to take notes? 
and how to actually read the Bible. And I went home and I couldn't put it down. In fact, I remember my mom coming in like at 1 a.m. one night going, why are you up? It's a school night. I'm like, I can't stop reading the Bible. Because I had one of those printers in my room, the dot matrix printers. And so I would print out these scriptures and I was so hungry for the word, but it wasn't a program. Right. It was an organic. Two people said, I'm going to disciple this person. Yeah. I wouldn't be here if it wasn't for those two people. That's right. And so who can you do that to? in your life. And again, because you can send them to the church and then the pastor does it, but there's this many people. But if you took responsibility, we used to call it the Lego principle. Do you remember this? The Lego? Uh, One night I was walking in the boys' room and they were like four years old and um, they had Legos. You know what that happens and it's dark and you step on a Lego and you start like saying your Christian cuss words. Well, I, I picked up that Lego and like I started picking them up and I noticed that there was like, some had the four dots Some had the six connectors. And immediately the Lord dropped to me about, that's what community looks like. There's some of us who you only have two connectors. It's just you and one other person. And that's great. That's, I wasn't gonna say that about you, but sure. (laughs) Uh, And then there's some people that have 12 connectors. Lori. My wife, uh, yeah. And that's what all, so you may be able to disciple 12 people or you can just disciple two or four. God has given you a unique gift. That's why it says when the church comes together, the body of Christ comes together, every single person has a gift. That's right. What is the gift? It's what Jesus has done inside of you. With the, I remember Pastor Larry teaching this, the most elementary thing that you know about Jesus could, could change somebody's trajectory of their life. That's right. And that is the organic way to disciple. So my question is, who are you discipling? And look, that seems like, oh, I'm a disciple maker. You should be, because that is what God has called us to do. He said, go into the world, spread the gospel, lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. That's right. That is what we shall be, that's what we should be doing. And the church is the equip to do that. So that's the organic versus program base. Yeah. And you know, a church, when you show up at a church, often you, the people out there, they're looking for a program. And and certainly after any organization gets to a certain size, you need structure. And so there are programs and those are easy to see and easy to attach themselves to, but they aren't always the most effective in discipling people. Right. Yeah. And so we tend to be a little more organic. We would rather be more organic than heavily structured with programs as a church. What we want is for you to get fired up about Jesus and fired up with the idea that my job is to be missional. And then we go out and we don't need a bunch of programs right. because the church is being the church. Yes. And so we lean in that way, but we, it is our responsibility as those who facilitate this body mm-hmm. to have some type of programs and what we found is honestly, discipleship doesn't really happen from this stage. We can preach good message to hundreds of people, but that usually isn't, isn't, isn't discipleship. Right. Discipleship is better in one-on-one or in small group settings and stuff. And so one way we, we try to do a discipleship besides this stage is our equip classes. You may have heard us talking about equip classes over the last couple of years, and we've got a full schedule coming into 2024 as far as our equip classes. And what these are is we ask you to sign up for these classes because we need to kind of control the number. We like to have a certain number in there. We don't want them to get too big because in our, in our equip classes, we like to have dialogue. We ask questions 
and you can ask questions and we can interact. People learn best in conversations. Yeah. And so we can have conversations in those equipped classes. And so we try to keep them at a size where that conversation can happen. Something else that's a benefit for us is that we can gauge people's uh, spiritual maturity in equipped classes because as people begin to talk, we can see, oh, that brother or sister needs to grow a little bit or wow, that person is really mature in their faith. And, and that's not to shame anybody, but it just, if our, if our objective is to disciple people, we need some way to figure out if we're doing it. Mm-hmm. And so in our equip classes, we can hear people's spiritual maturity. Equip classes are a great place for connection. If you're here, I've had people say, you know, this is a big church and I'm having trouble connecting. Go to one of our equip classes yeah. and I promise you, you will meet people there. Yeah. And so we have various topics we talk about. Some of them are deeper than others, but we're getting the word together. Bring your Bibles, ask questions, have discussions. And so I encourage you, uh, if you've not been yet been to an equip class, sign up for an equip class at Victory. If you have been to every equip class, take a break and let somebody else sit in your seat, please. You know, because what we found is the whole, like everybody, just this whole equip class moved to this equip class and all that. And that's great, but we'd rather more people coming in and out. So if you're here and you're wanting to grow and you're wanting to be discipled and be connected, equip classes in 2024 yeah. are yeah. going to be if, you, if you've been to every equip class, um, you should be having some people at your house that yeah. you're equipping. That's right. Um, do your own equip class. Yeah. Do your, do, do your small groups. So people always ask, does Victory have small groups? Yes. You should be having small groups. Um, it's not structural. It's not organized. It's you actually hosting people and discipling people in your home. So yes, equip class. Um, so we got... Two um, registrations open. Um, one is already closed. Our communication equipped class is closed already. Um, we already have that filled up. But February, we have the uh, marriage equipped class. Hey, let's talk about the communication equipped class really quick. Um, we actually do, we teach this communication class for those who want to learn to, to communicate well, even from stages and speaking to crowds. And so it's a way for us to develop people who feel like they have a call to ministry, but they're not good at public speaking. But there's also people who at their job have to do presentations or something. This class will help you. This isn't spiritual at all, but it's equipping. And so we, it's a very practical thing, but if you're, if you speak in public and you'd like to develop that yeah. skill, you could even you know, get in one of our communication classes. That's a, that's a great thing. Yeah. To do. Kind of, if you, if you are interested, come talk to me. Um, if somebody drops on this one, I can, I can get you in. So come talk to me on that. And then we have the marriage one yeah. um, that you and Lori will be doing. And then Jess is hosting one on um, hearing God's voice. Yeah. So it's going to be, that's for February and then March is already up. And so is April. So you can go ahead and register for um, February, March, and April. You can go to the app or the website and you'll see our equipped yeah. classes and sign up there online. And we are looking at childcare. Yeah. For equipped classes. Trident providing child care because sometimes that, especially the marriage class, it gets limited sometimes because either the wife stays home with the kids and the husband comes or vice versa. And, and believe me, we need both of you there to work on you. (laughs) Not just the woman. Is that okay? Yeah. Yeah, Just send the woman. Yeah. (laughs) That was a joke. Ladies, my wife's going to kill me. Um, all right. So let's, let's get into 2024. So we're going to have equipped classes. What, what do you feel the Lord is, um, is saying for 2024 for our house? So as, as I was praying about 2024 and like, what do we feel like the Lord's saying? 
Um, he brought me to this passage of scripture. I want to, I want to show you this scripture. It's in the book of Exodus, the 40th chapter and the 34th verse. And let me set it up for you before we read it. I know I tricked them and they put it up there, but, um, in, in chapter 40 of Exodus, remember God had commanded Moses to build the tabernacle and all the furnishings and everything that were to go in the, in the tabernacle. And so they had done that. They had finished the construction. All the pieces of it were laying there. And in Exodus 40, God tells Moses, okay, set it all up now. So they set up the tabernacle. They put all, everything in place. And so it was almost like man saying, okay, what you've asked me to, done, to do is now done and here it is. And then after man had done everything that he was supposed to do, here's what the verse tells us in verse 34 of Exodus 20. Then the cloud covered the tabernacle and the glory of the Lord filled the tabernacle. Man can't cause the glory of the Lord to fill the tabernacle. That's God. Our job is to build, to, to be obedient, and then he comes and does what he, only he can do. What I feel like from the Lord is that the last couple of years we've been building, and I just feel like God wants to fill this place with his presence now. And so our kind of our motto going into 2024 is we want to host his presence well. What that means for us today in 2023, Southwest Louisiana Victory Worship Center. Some of us may have a preconceived idea of what that looks like. Let's throw those away and just say, God, you do what you want to do. What do you want it to look like right here, right now in this place? And so we're just approaching this with, with, arm, with hearts open, submitted to God saying, Lord, we give you permission. We've been singing this song. We make space and we make room. We just open this up and say, this is yours, Lord. Jesus, you are the head of the church. What do you want to do among your people? So that's kind of where we're heading for in, in 2024. And, and when we talk about hosting his presence here, we're talking about your life as well our living rooms, because you said in the huddle um, two weeks ago when you're like, yes, we want the presence here, but we want the presence in the living room in, in your life. And so hosting his presence isn't just about singing songs. Right. It, can, it, it, it can be. It's just not all about, well, I'm hosting his presence. Let me turn on a worship song. Yes, we love worship, but it's more than that. It's walking. Um, somebody said it's like having a dove on your shoulder and just walking as a bird is literally on your shoulder. How would you walk? And it's understanding that he is here, whether or not you feel him or not, because yeah. he said he is. And so I'm really, I'm really pumped about 2024 hosting his presence. And then that leads us into tomorrow. Yeah. So uh, we're going to start this year off with all this in mind with uh, five prayer nights that we'll be hosting um, on Monday nights in January, all through the month of January. There's five Monday nights in January from 6 p.m. to 7 p.m. We'll be meeting right here in this room for nights of prayer. We're going to pray from 6 to 7. And I feel like the Lord has kind of given me a template of what we are to be praying through. And so if you want to join us, we're going to start right at 6 and we're going to finish at 7. So we'll be really quick. And if not quick, we'll be efficient. There just won't be a lot of fluff in there. But if you want to just come pray with the body of Christ, then, you, then please join us here beginning tomorrow night, but then every Monday night throughout the month of January. If you can't be here, we've actually sent out an email. If you're on the church mailing list, you should have received an email. It lays out all the topics that we'll be praying through. So if you can't be here, but you'd like to pray with us from home or be a part of it, check that email. 
and, uh, and you'll be able to follow right along with us. But we're excited about prayer nights. And we're encouraging you to bring your family. You don't have to leave the kids at home. In fact, bring the kids. I just think our kids ought to see us pray. And so bring the kids. If they get a little rowdy, you may have to slip out in the foyer and, you know, do whatever you need to do. They're giving some Benadryl and then come right back in <laughs> and uh, whatever that looks like. And so, so bring the family. You don't have to leave them home. <laughs> Drugging Sorry. kids. All right. Yeah. We'll take that out of the podcast when we do that. Um, but there's something that I, that I, I didn't even tell you. I wanted to say this this morning, but it's going to lead into the, what you want to do at the end. But um, last night um, I texted Tony and Deanna, they handle our um, prayer team. And I was telling about some frustrations that I've been having um, this year with some healing. Um, my back is, is healed, amen, um, but it's been giving me problems. And yesterday was one of those days where I couldn't get off the couch. And um, I almost texted Jody, he's like, bro, you're gonna have to do this by yourself, I can't even walk. And um, so I normally keep that stuff in um, because of pride, pretty much, and I keep it in. And I was like, nope, that's it. So I'm laying on the couch and I text Tony and Deanna. I'm like, hey, um, I'm not gonna use the word hate, but I'm really frustrated right now. And, um, and they were total understandable. And she said this, she goes, the, the opposite of frustration is encouragement. Encourage yourself in the Lord. Begin to, begin to sing psalms and songs and like have worship music playing over you and just watch what happens when the Lord fills that space with encouragement, not frustration. And I know some of us had a rough 2023. And um, let's, can we bury that? Our frustrations, our frustrations maybe with people, but also our frustrations with maybe you've been praying for something, maybe it is healing and you just have not seen the Lord move. He's gonna move. He already has. It's already been done on the cross. And so let's start 2024 with encouragement in the Lord and joy in the Lord because that's where it's at. And the second thing is this. Don't be scared to share those things with people. And keeping it in, what it does, it creates a dungeon by yourself. And then you, and you have all these thoughts um, that are just all around you to yourself. And then you start battling. But that's what the body of Christ is here right. for. Yep. Is, that's what church is about. And so me texting that, I, again, I text it and I was like, no, erase it. Don't, no, they're gonna think you're weak. Don't do that. And I was like, you know what? I don't care anymore. I just want the presence of the Lord in my life and Good. in my home. And so that's where I believe 2024 hosting his presence is all about. Beautiful. Yeah, so we're looking forward to a great year. We're gonna host his presence. Um, equip nights or are, are, are equip classes are gonna be uh, starting off here right at the beginning. Uh, we're gonna begin the, the year with prayer. And um, just believe that God's going to do some, some really cool things um, this year. So we're looking forward to it. Can we just tell the Lord right now that we're excited and looking forward to 2024? Yeah. Let's just tell him, Lord, we just commit all yeah. this to you. Amen.